firerecruitmentaustralia.com. Become a firefighter without wasting years of your life, time, money and effort on things that won't work. Get the facts and what works. You're listening to the Fire Recruitment Australia podcast with your host, Brent Clayton. Hey there, it's Brent Clayton from firerecruitmentaustralia.com. Each week I host a free webinar for anyone that's interested in joining the fire service here in Australia. It's a highly competitive intake, so it's important that you know everything you need to know without wasting your time, effort and money and energy on things that won't work. Here's a clip from my recent webinar. So we'll get into the next component, personality profiling. I saw uh, a few comments about this one, so it'll be good. So what is it and why why is it used? It's usually a long list of questions designed to give the employer or the fire service an idea of your preferences, like if your emotional stability, if you're safety focused, if you're a leader, if you're more of a follower, if you're a big picture or a detail focused person, if you're a follow the rules and processes sort of person or if you look for a new ways type person. So it's to look at those preferences that you've got. It's used to point out undesirable traits as well as desirable traits that may not be seen with in other forms of testing. It also helps them build a profile and gather evidence on your potential success in the role of a firefighter. So this test has bands which applicants must fall within to move to the next round. If you're outside of the profile bands, in most cases, you're out. This is a massive culling tool used by the fire services in Australia, and it can be very distressing as there isn't usually any chance to get any feedback. Um, so yeah so with this test you're sitting there answering heaps and heaps of what might seem weird questions wondering why they're asking all of these questions a lot of the questions seem to sort of be similar and almost repeat themselves and you're just really wondering what or how they want you to answer the questions so some of the questions don't re- you don't really identify with either way as they seem subjective and you'd need more information to answer them properly so An example of that might be, do you like fire? But it's a yes or no or an agree, strongly agree, disagree, indifferent type question. Uh, You you start to think, am I doing it right? You're just hoping and praying as well as getting frustrated as there's so many questions and it feels like a marathon with no real clear path. So if you don't know what you're doing here, you answer the questions the best that you can, but you don't understand what they're trying to get at. You're getting frustrated as the questions don't seem clear, they repeat themselves and you don't know why. Uh, you're not sure if you're putting across the person they, they, they want, even though you know you'd be awesome in the job and you might have even had friends tell you that as well, um, that are in the job. Uh, you think there might be something behind that question, but you're just not sure. You sort of worry that you, you might fail and not get a chance for feedback. But if you get it right, you can front up with the test with great confidence, get through the questions knowing that you're building the right profile, the profile that they're looking for, and you feel as though you've got almost a bit of an unfair advantage over the other candidates so that you can progress, pass this test, and never <laughs> have to worry about it ever again and become a firefighter. So that's what we want to do. So let's get into the top three things of what not to do with personality profiling and emotional intelligence sort of top tests. So don't underestimate it, first of all. 
It's often unthought of, although it is such a large influencer on the selection process. Um, a lot of people don't even really consider it. Uh, number two, don't lose your patience and then just rush, rush, sorry, rush the rest of the test as it can be very long. And this is sort of part of the test in a lot of cases to see if you, you rush and sort of go off on a tangent. And number three, don't believe that you cannot improve or change the outcome as some recruiters like to tell people. So don't underestimate it, don't lose your patience, and don't believe that you can't change or improve the outcome. So now, how to win and what you need to do, the top three things. So you need to find out the preferences that are considered detrimental and the preferences that are considered positive towards the firefighter profile. Number one, so find out what's what's considered positive and what's considered negative and sort of where on the band that sits. Number two, get exposure to the type of tests the service that you're applying to is using so you can avoid accidentally putting yourself out of the race just by being surprised. So get some exposure. And number three, learn about the origins and history of the profiling tests or site tests as these tests are fundamentally the same and have been around for a very long time. So once you learn what's behind these tests, things will become a lot clearer. So I'm just going to recap on that. So don't underestimate it, don't lose your patience, and don't believe you can't change or improve the outcome. And the things you need to do to win. So find the preferences that are considered detrimental and positive towards the profile, get some exposure to the tests, that your service is using and learn about the origins and histories of these site type tests. So I'll give you a quick example of a guy that I worked with on this a little while ago now. Uh, his name's Kyle, he'd missed out due to profiling, I think it was a talent screener with uh, Air Services. Uh, Kyle and I worked through the desired profile to see where he might have been going wrong as it was a bit of a surprise that he missed, missed it because he'd progressed all the way through with really good entrance scores and there was just something missing. It didn't make sense. A bit like um, uh, one of the guys mentioned before that they'd, they'd got right through to the end but didn't get an offer. So this could well be why. So we then worked through the specific question types asked by this service along with the fundamentals of personality profiling or psych. And as you can see from the picture, Kyle has had a bit of a win there. That's him uh, with an air services tender in Western Australia. Looking pretty snazzy. Um, I've got, got some questions up here. Uh, is, is it bad to answer neutral uh, on some? Uh, yeah, there's a little bit more in it than that, but yeah, you're on the right track. So, yeah, hopefully that helps. But I've got five five minutes-ish at the end where I'll do the Q&A. So that's Kyle there. I just wanted to show you what goes on there. So I've talked you through the process and the top three areas to focus on and the top three areas to sort of uh, avoid and make sure you don't do. I've shown you Kyle. I just want to quickly hear from you again. What has been most helpful so far from everything that we've covered up to this point? If you can just pop it into the chat box for me or what's sort of been a bit of a light bulb that you may not have thought of uh, so far. So either something that's helpful or something that you didn't consider. If you can pop that in the chat box, that will help me with the conversation. What not to do's. <laughs>
Origins of the test for sure. Um, that's absolutely spot on. Uh, the preparation, yep. Desired trace or undesirable trace for sure. Get a plan in place. Origins as well, more focus. What not to do. Hearing the whole recruitment. So it is experience. Yeah, excellent. Find out about the preferences. Pros and cons of the traits. Don't lose your patience. Rush. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad. All right, that's good. We're, it's all sinking in. So awesome. So once again, you can you can keep trying, hope, guess, and wing it. Sharp and miss out the first time because of this. Or um, the other option is to learn the profiling system and how to pass the test the first go. So once again, uh, what's it going to be for you? Just give you 10 seconds to pop it in the box. Keep hoping and guessing or get a simple system. Get you there fast. It's a bit of a rhetorical question. I'd be worried. But yeah, if you can chuck it in there, that'd be great. Still some coming in from the last one. Learn the system. Absolutely. As on yeah, system, simple, fast, <laughs> great, awesome. Darren, good work. Tony, Chase, Ben, legends. All right, we're all tracking along. So when you get a system that shows you step by step how to build the profile they're looking for and nail the profiling tests, this is another thing that goes towards becoming a professional firefighter without wasting years of your life. Uh, time, money and effort on stuff that doesn't work. So, okay, so we're going to pop into the third subject uh, for the training. So, the fire service interview, what it is and why it choose. This is my favourite subject because it's what kept me back the first time. So, it's going to be a behavioural based interview. Even if they say it's not, uh, they can be made up of uh, behavioural questions, situational and opinion questions, but it will still be focused on the behavioural style. They're used to give you a chance to show examples of how you've behaved in the past in certain situations and circumstances. Uh, the idea is that this is a good indication of how you might behave in the future. So along with most interviews, it also gives them an opportunity to get to know you briefly as well as giving you an opportunity to let them know about all of your great skills, experience and, attri and attributes that will go towards making you a great candidate and firefighter. In most cases, though, you're going to have to end up in the top 5 to 10% at this stage to progress. So it is very competitive. So on the day, you'll be sitting in the waiting area sweating and anxious, waiting to be called for your interview. I remember this vividly my time around, um, sitting there sweating when it's cold. <laughs> uh, you're wondering if it's going to go well, what questions they, they're going to ask you, uh, if you're going to have the goods or if you're going to stumble, go blank and make a mess of the whole thing. It's pretty stressful, I reckon. Uh, if you don't know what you're doing here, or even worse, you think you know what you're doing but you're wrong, um, you'll fumble and shake because you're nervous. You don't have a good answer for the questions and you just go blank. Uh, you're unable to put your real personality across and show, show them who you really are. Uh, they keep prompting you on questions but you have nothing left to say and you walk out wondering what they were trying to get at. Uh, you walk out of the interview feeling, feeling bad <laughs> and exhausted. 
And in your head, you're waiting in your up in your head there. You're sort of waiting for the good news that you know inside's most probably going to be bad news that you failed. But if you get it right, you're walking calm and confident, and this comes across to the interview panel or the interview person uh, in a really positive way. Your preparedness will ensure you know the question types and exactly what to expect. You have the ability to get the best version of you across to the interview or the interview panel and show them your personality as well. You start nailing the answers easily and gathering forward momentum and it's actually enjoyable. You're confident when you leave that you will be expecting good news, but you play it down in the meantime while you're waiting. That sort of quiet confidence. So... With this one, I'm just going to show you how to win at fire service interviews. So there's the fundamental stuff like showing up on time, dressed appropriately, etc. But I want to get into the real stuff that will win you the job. This stuff's still important, so don't, don't get me wrong. It's still really important that you show up on time, etc. But we want to cover the stuff that's going to get you into that top few percent. So to get into the top few percent, you need the following. So you need to know the questions that you're going to be asked or at least know the general types of questions that you'll be faced with. This way it gives you the best opportunity to show them the best of you instead of getting stumped, going blank and then trying to save it and going off on a tangent. Then then thinking of an interview winning example in the car on the way home. I'm sure a few of you may have done that one. So the next thing you want to do is learn a structure that allows you to deliver your interview responses so that you don't miss out any important parts of your answer that they might have a tick box or, or whatever for during the interview. On this, there's many ways of doing this, but you need to keep in mind that you have to be better than hundreds of other people. So you need a way of turning your response into an interesting story and adding the special source that the others aren't. So deliver your answers with confidence and identity as this is where you're really going to win and be head and shoulders above the others. The next thing you need to do is anticipate tricky questions. So most interviews will have, you know, one or two tricky questions that are designed to get you to admit something adverse. If you're aware of this, it can be, you can be ahead of the game and turn these sort of tricky questions into welcome opportunities to further leverage your brand and your cause over the other 95% of the applicants that are competing with you. So if you're aware of these before you get in there, you can have something in the barrel ready to go to turn it into a positive instead of a negative, which, you know, the other 9 out of 10 people aren't capitalising on. All right, <clears throat> the next one. This is pretty important. So get feedback of someone that knows. It's fine to practice on friends and family, and I'd really encourage you to do that just to get the practice. But definitely get feedback from either a professional or someone in the know. And when I say someone in the know, I mean someone that is current. I've people all the time, they'll tell me, oh, station officer such and such told me, you know, X, Y, Z, and it didn't work out for me. So the problem here is that that person could have been in the job for 20 years and not had recent experience within recruitment. So I just wanted to bring this up as it's a really common pitfall. You'd be surprised the amount of times I've heard this sort of thing. So it can be great if you've got someone in the know, but just do your homework on your expert that you're getting the feedback off. So just, just make sure of that. So just to recap, um, 
know the questions or at least the types of questions. Learn a structure that allows you to make sure you've got all of the important parts in there and that you meet any tick boxes or anything they might have. Anticipate your tricky questions and get some feedback so that you're improving in the right direction. It's going to show you an example of when you get it right. So here's a mate of mine named Bo. He'd been trying to get a job with the fire service in Victoria and got up to the interview stage, I think it was three or four times, and missed out. I'd offered to help him on a few occasions along the way, um, but uh, he, he sort of didn't take me up on it. Um, so, yeah, that was a bit unfortunate. He, then he finally came to see me and asked for my help with the interview. I just ran him through the simple framework and process for interview preparation and then the, the stuff that I've just covered basically with, with some extra stuff. And he literally strolled into a job this time around. There could have been much more qualified people with all sorts of experience, but because he'd gone through the process and learned how to deliver himself better than 95% of the other guys, it made it easy for him to do well and get a job. Simple as that. I like sharing this story um, as this was a guy that I'm friends with that knows what I do, who finally decided to give my way a try and it just works. The proof is in the results, as you can see. So, once again, I've shown you the theory. I've told you about Bo and his experiences and I've given you a bit of an insight into my personal journey uh, through the process. Just want to hear from you quickly. What sort of a difference would it having an easy-to-follow step-by-step framework make for you going forward? What sort of a difference would that make? You can pop that into the uh, chat box. That would be awesome. Speak to someone that has done the course recently. Hell yes. Okay. Uh, massive. Nick, for sure. 100%. Blake. Game changer, for sure. Huge, more confidence. Huge, Brian. Confidence. Excellent. Thanks very much for joining in. Yes, please boost confidence. Well prepped, 120% for sure. Awesome, big one. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, just want to share this with you. Here's a thought to consider. The, the interview in almost all cases is the very closest you'll ever be to having a job with the fire service and it's also the furthest away that you'll be at the same point. So you can once again have a go, hope, guess and wing it or go in with naive confidence like I did back in the day. Um, get advice off people that may or may not know, not know what they're doing. Uh, or know what they're talking about even. Or you can learn an interview system, go in confident knowing the questions and how to answer them better than at least 95% of the other applicants, impress the panel, get the best version of you across to them and get the job offer. So what's it going to be for you? Just chuck it into the chat box for me. That'd be awesome. What are you going to do? Yeah, get a system for sure. Excellent. Learn the system. There's one about what do they ask if you've had any professional coaching. Heard that before. We can cover that in the Q&A. Simple system, learn the system. Certainly do more than I did last time. Absolutely. When you got a step-by-step, -step, easy to follow thing, that's where I reckon you get the biggest sort of bang. 
Got my contacts for practice. Get a system. Tony, absolutely, mate. That's great. Learn the system. Is there coaching for this? Yep. Yep, so I'll cover the questions and uh, we can get help a bit later on. But yeah, cool. We're all on the same page still, so that's grouse. So if you want to learn how to become a firefighter without wasting your time, money and effort on things that don't work, click on the show notes and sign up for my free webinar or visit firerecruitmentaustralia.com and go to the blog. Thanks for listening to Fire Recruitment Australia's podcast and I'll catch you next Monday for more tips to help you stand out in the recruitment process. You're listening to the Fire Recruitment Australia podcast with Brent Clayton. Visit firerecruitmentaustralia.com.